0: How great is our God, sing with me, how great is our God, all will see how great, how great is our God. And every time I sing that, I prophesy it we'll see how great you are. I think about my city, I think about my family, I think about the world that they would know that his name would be hallowed and lifted up. Let's just sing it one more time and this time I want you to deliberately prophesy the words as you sing it. How great is our God. Sing with me how great is our God. All will see how great, how great is our God. This time as you sing it, I want you to imagine your week this week. What that's going to look like when people interact with you, declare over your week this week that people are going to see and recognize the greatness of God through your speech, through your actions, through your daily life. Just begin to sing it, prophesying in faith that that's what's going to happen this week, that God is going to be hallowed, lifted up in your life, in your world this week. How great is our God. Sing with me, how great is our God. All will see how great, how great is our God. Now I actually get excited that he's going to answer that. How great is our God. Sing with me, how great is our God. Oh, we see how great, how great is our God. Yay! is good? Hallelujah! Now, I don't think we should miss an opportunity. Sometimes when I've been worshipping, I remember I used to be a backing singer in a worship team years ago. And... Um, would be concentrating so much on my harmonies to get the right alto part or get the right, you know, harmony happening. And I was a music teacher too, so I was a bit perfectionist, so like, let's get it right. And, and then one day I'm singing away, and the Lord says, who are you singing to? you, <laughs> Lord. But then I realized, I was saying words like, I love you, Lord. And in my heart, absolutely, I loved the Lord, but I wasn't singing to him. I wasn't actually conscious of what I was saying. I wasn't conscious of what I was singing. And you see, from that moment on, I made a decision. God, I never want to sing another song without consciously being aware of the reality of what I am saying and who I am speaking to. I don't want to ever fall into the trap of just singing the song and just going along with the music. I want to be aware. It would It's a little bit rude otherwise, I think. you know, It'd be sort of like looking at my husband. I'm so happy I get to go away with my husband this week. <laughs> Yay. But it'd be like looking at him and saying, you know, say he's standing right here. I'd be going... Yeah, you're awesome. Really love you. Yeah, yeah, you're great. I really appreciate everything you did. Fabulous, wonderful. I, you know, really deeply, sincerely care about you. And that's a little bit what happens when we worship and we don't focus on God. I don't want to grieve His spirit in any way. It's like, oh, he's, He doesn't take offense. That's a nice thing about God. He doesn't get offended. Sometimes we think oh, well, you know, I've not been very good and I've done that. I relate to that. Oh, God must think I'm a hypocrite. He doesn't really appreciate the way I've been behaving. And we think maybe that we have to um, somehow re-earn his favor, yet he loves us. He doesn't get offended. He doesn't withdraw his favor. I'm going to have to have this microphone just turned down in the, in the fold back because it's just ringing a little bit up here. Hallelujah. He doesn't, he doesn't take offense and sort of back off because of your behavior. When you come to him and you go, Here I am to worship, feeling like a hypocrite. Um, he's there going, I'm here, I love you, look at me. Oh God, you're worthy, but I'm really not. In fact, the more I sing how worthy you are, the more I realize I'm not even worthy to be in church, I might as well just go home. And Praise the Lord. The Bible says that even though our heart condemns us, he is greater than our hearts. Yes. Hooray! So that's why the, faith, the just live by faith, not by feelings. We worship by faith. By faith believing that as I come to worship, he is happy to see me just as in the natural you really get, you get to know people when you eat with them. That's why I love it when we get together and we eat together. You get to know people when you eat with them. That's why Jesus was so relational. that's why he that's why we have communion. He actually wanted us to do it together. He, he had all his friends there. they, they ate together. Because there's something so powerful. There's revelation that gets revealed through fellowshipping with one another. Hallelujah. He says, don't forsake the fellowshipping of the believers because there's something powerful. You get to see God through your fellow believers. Hallelujah. But there's also something else that happens when you just slow down and you're not on an agenda all the time. You know, sometimes... We have staff meetings and we've got three quarters of an hour and we've got this much agenda to get through. Boom, 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 And, and you know, my heart just goes, can we just like stop and eat some chicken? <laughs> because my heart is very relationally based and I've realized there's a lot of stuff we've got to get through but my heart desires more than getting through the agenda to have relationships to really hear what's going on in people's hearts. And in the same way, we need to be investing in our relationship with the Holy Spirit. You can can do it on the go, and it's good. On the go, all the time, in our busy world. It's, It's a good thing to be fruitful. It's a good thing to work. Hallelujah? It says so in the book. If man doesn't work; he should eat. Actually, says that. Work is a good thing. It's a good thing to to work with your hands. It's a good thing to be fruitful. It's a good thing, and God understands life. He understands the busyness of life. But unless we actually make a decision in our hearts, I want to prioritize time with God. Just. Having relationship with him on the go is going to keep you at a surface level and you're going to miss out on the treasure that he really has for you. That's why I like to take time with worship, just to linger longer, to look a little deeper, to spend a little longer with him because the more time I take, the more time corporately, the more time personally, we take to press in, the more we receive. The more we look and expect to see, the more He reveals. Worship is the Holy Spirit revealing Jesus and us responding. And often we begin, we, we, we begin to engage with God and we go, oh, that's great, fabulous, let's move on. When in fact, He's like, we've only just begun. You know, I believe the heart of God knows and understands your world. I used to be frustrated and think, you know, I'd hear stories of you know, great men of God that were doing great things and they'd spend eight hours a day for a season on the floor seeking the face of God. And I had three little children. I thought, there is just not, it's just not physically possible to have eight hours a day on the floor with God. I thought, well, maybe if they spend eight hours a day on the floor with God and they get to do all of these great things, maybe if I spend a little bit of time, I could do a few of those great things. That was my thinking. Praise the Lord. God doesn't work that way. He doesn't go, well, if you do this, I'll do that. He says, if you'll believe me, he says, as I am, so are you in this world. Therefore, go and do greater things. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. But in the, in the same thought, you could say, well, I'm so busy, I don't have time to spend any time just stopping and resting and listening to the Lord. Well, I'd like to suggest to you that if you actually carved it out in your day, you'd be more effective and more fruitful than ever before. <laughs> I like sleep. I need eight hours a day, otherwise I really struggle. And, you know, I think about these people, they spend, you know, they sleep three hours and then they pray. I'm like, wow, that's just not me. You know, if I sleep three hours, I'm going to have to pray all day and probably stay away from people because I'd be a bit dangerous. I just have to work really hard when I'm really tired. My mind doesn't function quite right. I don't even think I'm safe to drive on the road. But God knows and understands that I need enough sleep. And so I've got a really busy life. Everybody wants to talk. It feels like everybody wants to talk to me. I've got emails, I've got phone messages. I've got. And the moment I turn the phone on in the morning, bing, 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 bing. I turn it on airplane mode at nighttime and turn it back on in the morning. <laughs> and it just lights up with all these messages. And I could begin, the world and the day could begin and I'll never stop. But I've had to make a choice to say, Lord, I must, I need to prioritize time alone with you. I need you to make me lie down in green pastures and restore my soul. I need to commune with you because if I lose that, then I've lost what I am living for. Because without you, I can do nothing. And I don't want to go through this life coasting and surviving. I want to go through this life absolutely abundantly fruitful. And he who abides in him bears much fruit. Hallelujah. It says here in Psalm 37. Do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity. If you found your head full of stuff going, oh, what about this person? And they're doing this. and uh, This sense of justice is making me want to write a speech in my head. And, uh, 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 if you're finding your whole mind and your whole thoughts are filled up with the workings of evildoers, you've forgotten that the Bible actually says, fix your thoughts on things above. Philippians 4 says, on things that are pure and lovely and of a good report. Do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass, and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. This is good instruction. This tells you how to live life. You want to know how to have a happy life? It tells you right here. Trust in the Lord. It says in Proverbs 3, Trust in the Lord with all of your eyes and lean not on your own understanding in all of your ways. Acknowledge him. That is, be entwined with him. And he will make your path straight. It says here, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Remember the goodness of God. Don't feed on the negative. Don't feed on the fears. Don't feed on the gossip. Don't feed on anything that is not pure and holy and of a good report. Don't feed on that which is, you know, exciting and interesting to to your soul but feed what your spirit is longing for feed on the faithfulness of god you can do that by reminding yourself of his goodness but i like to look through my old journals and remember oh yes oh yeah oh what you did i like to talk with friends who like to talk about the great things that god has done that's feeding on his faithfulness and ah It'll spark thanksgiving in your heart And we enter his gates with thanksgiving in our hearts We enter his courts with praise It's just you have a choice Where you want to focus But what you focus on Is what you draw to yourself Is what you allow to develop Verse 4 Delight yourself also in the Lord What a difficult command that might be Delight yourself in the Lord, and He shall give you the desires of your heart. Isn't our God kind? He says, "Hey, this is what I want you to do. All right God, anything Delight yourself in me. Really God, I'll climb a mountain I'll just how about how about you delight yourself in me? You know what? Some people do find that very difficult because they feel like... I don't know where to begin. I did that for a little while. I was like, "Okay, okay, delight myself in the Lord, and He'll give me the desires of my heart." Fabulous, excellent. All right, I'm delighting because this is what I have to do in order to get the desires of my heart. So I'm delighting myself in the Lord. Is that enough now? Can I have the desires of my heart? (laughs) It's not what it's saying. He's saying, "Delight yourself in the Lord," because in that place. you relax and you come into a place of rest and you realize you really are all I want you really are my soul's delight you really are the joy of my salvation Ah. and everything else I was worrying and thinking about just becomes dim in the light of your grace it becomes irrelevant And then in in that place of rest, instead of having my mind filled with the evildoers and what's going on and the worries and the anxieties of the world... My mind is fixed on him. It's at rest in his arms. And in that place, he can then drop divine invitations into your heart, divine ideas where he can conceive the desires that are in his heart, put them in your heart, and then you and he can dream in him and see his purposes come to fruition. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. This is just like the best present. Are you really understand this is this is really wonderful. This is something that I really want the Bride of Christ to, to get. When you read the Bible, it's not information. It's actually a personal present to you. A personal promise. Oh, wow. You will bring it to pass. I just commit my way to you. Trust you. You'll bring it to pass. Don't worry. Be happy. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret, it only causes harm. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait on the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. Now that word rest in the Hebrew actually means to be astonished. Rest in the Lord. That is, Come up into his presence in faith, boldly believing that the goodness of God, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ has cleansed me from all unrighteousness. As I have exchanged my life for his, I have been given the life of Christ. It's pure and holy And now able to fully engage in union with God. I don't have to climb any ladders. I am fully able to boldly come right up and embrace God. I can engage fully with God because I am fully clean and fully righteous by the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. And in that place, I am called to live. This is what fellowship with the Holy Spirit is all about. That we might live and move and have our being at rest in Him. That we would truly recognize the delight of holding His hand as the Holy Spirit continually seeks to lift our head and remind us, Hey, your Father's smiling at you. He loves you. He cares about you. Now look up there and be astonished at the love of God. Ephesians 3 says that you need to pray for supernatural strength to be able to comprehend the love of Christ that passes knowledge. You see, as you hold the hand of the Holy Spirit and you actually give yourself to companionship with Him, to deliberate, intentionally, consistently fellowshipping with Him, the Spirit of God will consistently be revealing Christ, revealing the Father and causing your heart to be so astonished that you have to pray for more strength, that you have to have a, a deeper hunger and a desire for a relationship with Him because only He can hold you up under the weight of the glory and the love that God actually wants to reveal to you. We take little sips and little tastes, but the Holy Spirit is inviting us into a realm of glory that we have not yet experienced. Where we actually are going to need and require the sustaining fellowship of the Holy Spirit to walk in the shining glory That he wants to reveal. Through you to the world around you. You are the light of the world. And he is the source. And you reflect what you behold. And to the level that you behold him. Is the level that you will reflect him. My prayer for you today. Is that the Holy Spirit. Would lead you into all truth. You know who truth is? Truth is a person. His name is Jesus. That he would lead you into the revelation of the person of, of, of Jesus Christ. That we would know and experience the fullness of the grace of the Lamb of God. Who takes away our sin. Who cleanses us from all unrighteousness. That we might live in a place of constant fellowship with him. That we would be so sensitive to his leading. That everything else becomes irrelevant to us. That we live in a place where we only do what we see the Father doing. We only say what we hear the Father saying. If the scripture tells us that as he is, so are we in this world, that is actually available to you and I. Are you ready to really give yourself to him? What will God do with people who say, okay, all right, I I could live continuing to fret or I could just give that up and obey you by surrendering myself to delight and actually looking until I can't stand it anymore and I have to ask, Holy Spirit, I need, I need to know you more. I need deeper fellowship with you so I can actually handle the level of glory that the Lord wants to reveal to my heart. I want, it, I want to know him more and more and more. And the more you taste, the more you hunger. And the more you hunger, the more you're filled. And the more you're filled, the more you need the Holy Spirit to strengthen you with might in your inner being. And the more you help you get, the greater your capacity to receive. And then the greater the glory is revealed to the world around you through you. Slow down. You move too fast. I believe the Holy Spirit wants to speak to you. He's not saying, well, you know, just quit your job. And That's not the Bible. It's not what the Bible says. He wants you to recognize that he actually wants your whole world. He wants to take over. He thinks he's God. We need to come out of cultural perception of what God and Christianity looks like and we need to just come back with a raw reality. This is what the Bible says. Do you know what I read in the Bible today? I'm believing that there is a Holy Ghost awakening. I can see him swirling over people right now. It's an awakening to righteousness. Hallelujah. I can see him. I can see him. He's awakening hearts to righteousness because you know this is what you want. You know this is what you were born for. You were born for fellowship with him. You were born to live like him. You were born to live in righteousness and holiness and purity. You were born for the delight of God. You might delight in him and he in you. That you might, there be no striving, but that you would enter the rest of God. Made possible by the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. That's why Hebrews says strive to enter the rest. It seems like a a strange paradox but you know the enemy works hard to try and keep you and to rob from you and to steal from you the truth that you are called to lean your head on the breast of the Father. To hear his voice. He's terrified of you spending time alone with God. He's terrified of you having quality time with the Father. He's terrified of you developing greater and greater relationship with the Holy spirit because he can't have you he can't touch you when you are in him he can throw things at you many are the afflictions of the righteous so if there's attacks coming if there's things happening in your world it's not because you're doing something wrong it's probably because you're righteous. But the joy of fellowship with God means that I don't have to fret or worry about it because the Lord delivers me from them all. Hallelujah. How great is our God. Sing with me how great is our God. All will see how. Father, I thank you for your mercy. You know, if you're here today and you know in your heart you're not in relationship with God, there's a lot of people that believe in the existence of God, believe even that Jesus did come and die on the cross and, and was the Son of God. But you know what? The devil believes that. It's not enough to just simply acknowledge the facts. The father is looking for a heart response that says, yes, Lord, I want to receive the mercy of God. I want to humble myself and exchange my sin for your righteousness. I want to humble myself, exchange my life for your life, that I could be joined to you. It happens as we come and we say, Lord, I believe you are the son of God, that you paid the price for all of my sin. And I believe, God, that I need salvation. I need forgiveness. And I want to lay down my life and exchange it to receive your life. I want to be born again i don't want to carry on as the lord of my own life i want to surrender and i want you to come in and be the lord of my life i want you to be my savior and my lord the bible says that when you do that and you confess me before men i will confess you before my father who's in heaven it's like ah, it's a bliss statement i think This is what Jesus is saying. It's like, oh, if you confess me before men, I will confess you before the Father. If you're here today and you know in your heart you need to respond to the mercy of Jesus and you want to give your heart to Christ, Would you just wave your hand at me? I want to pray for you. Yes, God bless you. God bless you. Anybody else that says, yes, that's me. Let me see your hand. Come on. Anybody else that says, yes, that's me. I want to surrender to the mercy of Christ. Let me see your hand. Hallelujah. Yes. Yes, God bless you. That's beautiful. Anybody else that says, yes, that's beautiful. God bless you. Anybody else that says, that's me. That's me. I'm coming into the light today. Anybody else? It says, Yes, that's me. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask you if you'd just quickly come. This is your opportunity. I'm going to pray for you right now. Would you come? Just come. Give him a big hand as they come. Come, come, come. Come, come, come. Come, come. Hallelujah. It's awesome. So awesome. So awesome. It's so awesome. It's so awesome. It's so awesome. It's so awesome. Hey, come on. Yeah, that's awesome, guys. Is there anybody else that wants to join them right now? Because I'm going to pray right now. This is your opportunity to be unashamed of Christ. And he'll be unashamed of you forever. Anybody else? Is this, I want to come. I want to be a part of this. Hallelujah, I'll wait for you. Is anybody else? Says, yeah, I want to come and be a part of this. I want to give my life. I want to do it today, yeah. Anybody else? Just wave your hand at me if that's you. Hallelujah. Would you reach your hands out to these ones? Hey, guys, come here. Come in close. Would you pray this after me? Out loud. We're going to pray this and we're going to believe in faith that this is, this is what's happening, okay? Just say this after me. Father God, I believe you sent your son Jesus to die for me. I believe that Jesus paid the price for everything I've ever done. And right now, I believe you are offering me forgiveness, salvation, and eternal life. Father, I come, and I exchange my sin, I exchange my life, and by faith, I receive your forgiveness, your mercy. Come into my life, make me new on the inside. Give me power now by your Spirit to live differently, to live in you, like you, as you. You are my God and today I declare I am your child. Help me to know you Lord in ever increasing ways. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Now reach your hands out to them, would you? We're going to pray. We're just going to intercede for them. What's your name? Jerry, Gavin, Luke. Kevin. Jerry, Kevin, and Luke. Who would commit this week to every day for the next seven days praying for these guys? Would you do that? Oh, look at you. That's beautiful. They're going to be praying for you all week. That's awesome. Reach your hands out to them now. We're going to pray. Papa, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for their courage. I thank you, Lord, for their humility. And Lord, right now I declare in the name of Jesus... Lord, that you are their Savior. You are their Lord, that they are saved and that they are clean. They are made righteous by the blood of Jesus Christ. I thank you, Lord, that you seal them by your Spirit. You seal them by by your blood in Jesus' name. Let them experientially know you, God. Let them know you as they read the Word of God. Help them, knit them into Christian family, into fellowship, Lord, with you. Help them, Papa. Seal this Word. Lord, let it grow up and produce great fruit. Lord, let it Take root in their hearts, Lord. And I thank you for continuous transformation by the Spirit of God. In Jesus' name, give your angels charge over them, guard them in all their ways. Come on, don't be polite. Pray for them, would you, Lord? I thank you, Lord. Establish them in you, help them, protect them, keep them from the evil one, protect them, Father. We bless them in Jesus' name. Everybody said, Amen. "Amen." This is Jesse. And I'm going to just ask you guys to quickly go with these guys, with, uh, with Jesse, and that'd be awesome. Hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful? Give her a big hand. Yeah. Yay! Yeah. That makes the heart of your day, very happy.